Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Uh, today's date is January 24th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. If you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I have to give you the bad news first. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is that our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ. He died for our sins, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from eternal damnation. We believe here wholeheartedly on this platform, on this webcast, in the faith in Jesus, in the faith in the blood in Jesus Christ. You will begin to start wanting to live for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. I would like to open up with our, our usual up to welcome back. Brother Bob Barber, Brother Robert Hagen, and Brother Kevin Hoffman. Gentlemen, welcome <clears> what's going on? Great. <laughs> yeah, hey. That was a good meeting right. to start this thing off with, man. Well, you know what? It is powerful. It hits hard. Uh, but you know what? We, so we sometimes need to let people know, make them aware of how serious this, this really is, you know? Yeah. Um, so this world's we are on here. fire, right? We are here to pull people out from that that fire, exactly. fiery pit, the hell, hell fire. Um, if we didn't believe hell was real, what are we doing here today, guys? Right? I right. mean, really, why are we here to glorify God and Jesus Christ? Um, we come in here wholeheartedly, believing by faith that uh, we are saved from this because we believe and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross and have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. So we have verse of the day here. Uh, this is from Bible Gateway, Gateway.com. And uh, we don't get uh, we don't get any money from them. This is all uh, we're just we just do this because we we love their uh, their platform, BibleGateway.com. Galatians 6 1, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an person in or one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. All right. Interesting verse. Um, so we have a lot going on today, right? We have a lot going on this past week. Bob, um, I saw your one of your last videos, your latest videos. I don't know if you posted one today, but very mm -hmm. interesting how you started off with the dreams and visions. Um, I kind of want to start there, too, because I think that was interesting, specifically in the area of the locusts coming down. Um, I think that was very, very interesting. There's something that I believe that we may be seeing in regard to locusts, the locust head. I think in terms of the symbolism of what we talk about with these UFOs, these aliens and all that, you know, the alien gray I think it, it's kind of modified, been modified over the past few years, but I think it did. It starts out, if you can envision a locust head, it kind of has that same kind of 
uh, formation mm. with the with the, the big beady eyes and the oval. They've, yeah, bulbous head, right? And uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe God's showing us something there with the evil spirits, these unclean spirits, and the, these people <clears throat> who claim to have these abduction uh, scenarios, abduction cases, and all that. Maybe God's trying to show us something that He tagged these evil spirits with a, a, a locust head, uh, not so so much. I mean, it's it's been modified over the years. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but maybe He's trying to tell us something there, and He's tagged these things with these evil spirits with that, and those are the locusts that are going to be uh, coming out during that period, uh, during the tribulation period. What do you guys think about that? Well, um, ter- according to the dream, it was a size of a, it was a big sized bug. Almost to me, it sounds like a beetle. Okay, if you guys ever watched like the Mummy with uh, Brandon Fraser, remember those big beetles yeah. that went around devouring everything? You know, <laughs> the so, Mummy. I'm like, man, you know, those are creepy and whatever. I hate bugs. Okay, but be it as it may, this thing sounded like a gigantic beetle, but it had a huge tail. And the fact that it was sitting there at the table, just staring up and looking at him, acknowledging him, it was like, hey, we got something to talk about, you know. So, but the Bible says that these that these locusts look like horses ready for battle. All right, so it looks like it has a big head, long head, long legs. That's a horse with <clears throat> armor on it. So, but it says it comes out of the pit of the earth like locusts. Well, from a distance, say like 20 miles away, if you saw like thousands of these things coming out, these things the size of horses coming out of a pit from 10 miles away, they'll look like locusts until they get close enough to where you can say, hey, that's not a locust, that's a horse. Okay. Right. Or something as big as a horse, so that's what I talked about in that dream. You know, you know, the Bible doesn't. Uh, it's not clear that these things are the size of bugs. It says that they're like locusts because there are so many of them. They'll look like a form of locust, but when they get close, they're huge. Okay, that's, yeah, so that's evidently they're demons of some sort. What's that? That's what I think too. I mean, I think when it's talking about locusts, I don't, I, I don't necessarily know or. Or think it's actually talking about the the look of it in terms of like when you look at it up close. But just the fact that there's so many of them, you know, a locust swarm, that it's like locusts, that you could see that it's like a cloud, right? It's a cl- and, and what would come out of the bottomless pit would just be this massive cloud of, of creatures, right? And and it does describe what they what they have, and they have characteristics of a bunch of different animals. And Bob, the one thing that freaked me out a little bit when you is when you sit on your video, they could be as big as me. I was like, yeah. dude, that's 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 not, that's not good. I mean, you know, could you imagine like hundreds of millions of creatures the size of Bob Barber coming out to sting people? That doesn't oh, no. that that doesn't. Uh, that's that's, that's a scary thought right there. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> you know, you know what's messed up too is like you've, I've been watching a lot of these fiction movies, these sci-fi fiction movies, and they have a common thread that goes through all of them: how the aliens look, these invading aliens. Okay, and mm. if you see on a camera here, this is what they look like on a normal basis. Okay, this is from that movie, uh, Quiet Place. Oh yeah, but Quiet if Place. you see a lot of these movies now, these things are four-legged. Uh-huh. It looks like a bug, like a praying mantis, but yet it looks like a horse. Right. Okay. So I wonder if we're looking at some predictive programming here. Because these things the... take over the earth. They they destroy everything. You know, what's that? 
It's got the hooved, hooved feet too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I think it's missing like, is, a, is a big old stinger on its back. Right. Like as a tail or something. But yeah, a lot of these creatures, I think, wasn't it in Storm Ship Troopers or something like that? They were also kind of like arachnid type type things. Yes. Uh, a lot of these ones, they, they're, kind of, they're reptilian in nature. A lot of them, right? I mean, and then the Bible talks about three spirits that come out of the, what is it, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and uh, one more, the beast, maybe? I don't remember. But uh, the three, the, the, but I think they're like the, the spirit of frog. So it's like this amphibious reptilian type of of, uh, of spirit that comes out of it. It just sounds foul. And, I, you know, a lot of people are saying in the chat, I thought these things were like, um, were supernatural. Well, I mean, since they're coming out of a pit, a bo- you know, a pit that that's somewhere in the earth, obviously, and it's coming out of that. I mean, they're not like they're not living on the earth, so they're not terrestrial. So they're extraterrestrial, which we believe are supernatural at that point. So, yeah, I think these things I mean, look, there's no creature on earth that has the characteristics of these things. No. So um, they're, they're obviously demonic in nature. I mean, because they're not coming out to do good. They're coming out to to hurt people. Right. I mean, don't they, don't they sting people yeah. and, uh, for like and torture them for like. Torment them for basically like five months. Five months. Yep. That's a, that's a long well, you know, time. To have <clears throat> plague on you. You know, it's going to be too uh, what you were just talking about there, um, Kev. From if you saw it from uh, twenty miles away, or maybe Bob said it from twenty miles away, it might. It would look like it would look like locusts. Um, yeah. Then as you get closer, it'd be like there'd be horses. Uh, that that makes sense. Uh, also, if they the, have wings, the, the the phrase mm-hmm. something that just oh. came into my into my mind here as you were saying that was a uh, you were talking about a, a swarm and and how many how many times are there uh, dust storms in the in the Middle East? Right. You've heard about the notorious dust storms that will cover the whole the whole you know for hundreds and hundreds of miles. There'll be dust storms. Yeah, and uh, one of the things about something like that is it it's it instills a lot of fear in people when they can't see. You know, I know how it is when I'm driving through the fog. You got to take your time and be real careful, and you can't just go in normal speed. You have to, you know, see what's going on. You have to see what's ahead of you. But um, it, it would make sense that the <clears throat> adversary would use something like that to to try to scare people uh, to death. I mean, when you see something like that, you're going to look at what happened with war of the worlds. It was just a radio thing and people actually believed it was true. Yeah. Um, Cause hysteria. So that should, you know, that could very well be that um, the Lord has shown us some things there. uh, This is going to cause symbolism. (laughs) Because but the, re- the reptilian there, Bob. Because I mean, look, think of it. This is the reason why that video at the beginning of this broadcast is so important. Because we want people not have to go through this. Right. We believe that that those who are believers, um, and that when Jesus descends uh, into the clouds, that He is going to call the believers up to Him 
and that those people will escape these things. Right. I mean, if, the, if there's no escape, then why would it say pray that you're worthy to escape these all these things, you know? And, I mean, it, why would there be a, you know, when sudden destruction, you well, know, when they say when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them. I mean, why is it always us and them? There's all all that that talk in that in the Bible about that. So there has to be two different destinations at a certain point where one's going through a bunch of bad stuff and one's not. And I I I can't imagine that there are so many people right now that are mocking the rapture online that are mocking faith and and they're and they're wishing that we were gone they're 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 just like man i just can't wait until these people are out of here if this rapture is true great that's fine because they'll be gone but i just really don't think that they know what they're getting themselves into because i you know if they really knew like think of it if they had a glimpse into this five months Sure. Torture, yeah. where you can't die, and you have sores all over yourself. <clears throat> and yeah, the, the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God. I mean, yeah. the, the, in, like I said the last time we were together, the world proves the word every day. There's yeah. something happening where, just from the very get go, what Greg was saying, it's it's just. You look at what's going on around us, and it's so, it's not even, they're not even trying to hide the evil anymore. Uh, it's just so, in, it's so in your face, <clears throat> and it's it's so blatant that why should they even try to hide it anymore? And but even they know it's not getting better. If you, yeah, if you come out against it and you say this is, you know, like what they're doing in the schools, and things like that. You come out and say, you can't be teaching uh, kids that are th- three and four years old this explicit sexual stuff. And they, well, you know, that's, you're taking away our freedom of speech. <laughs> well, wait a minute now. You know, I'm a parent. I have a right to know what my kids are being taught. Well, no, you don't, because they're, you know, the schools, the uh, education system is the babysitter, uh, the brainwashing babysitter. Um but it's just constant. And it's happening every day. You look at just all you have to do is turn the news on for five minutes. Yeah. And you're ready, Wouldn't you're it ready make sense, fully... Bob? Wouldn't it make sense that they would attack the children? They would go sure. for the children sure. yeah. right away. Yeah. Isn't that always Satan's that's way? An, that's, that's the next go generation. The that's, that's what they did in the sixties. You know, they, they went after a vulnerable, they went after a vulnerable uh, generation of people that were just out to have a good time, you know, and it was not just with the music, you know, so you, you get drawn into things, um, you know, hey, it's not so bad. Try it out. You know, those you kids know, grew just, up, those kids grew up and now they, they head the, the, those corporations that are, yeah. well, they are yeah. infiltrated all in the educational system. So there's 90, 90 some odd percent of college professor, professors are liberal. Um you know, so they've they've grown up and they've taken over these these systems, and now they're they're pushing it so far that they're like you said they're openly doing these things and justifying them, and some justified in the name of God. 
So, I mean, what? The, but they also know that things are not getting better. Look at this yeah. uh, nuclear council that just met and just moved the clock, doomsday clock now, closest it's ever been, 90 seconds to midnight. Yeah. I mean, it's not getting better. It's getting actually, it's getting worse and it's getting closer to ultimate destruction, which is Bob said earlier in, in, before we came on, it's all part of God's plan. You're, we're seeing these things manifested and seeing these things go down. And we know that that's, that is the plan. Right. You know, they make those adjustments on that doomsday clock right before something happens. The last time they made an adjustment to that clock was right before the sickness broke out. Yeah, okay. it's so they always make an adjustment because, you know, these guys are all in cahoots together. So the fact that they moved that clock up the closest it's ever been, okay, yeah. something is about to go down. Okay. Oh, and, uh, you know, you have, we're on a verge of a nuclear war, evidently, right now. Okay. And the fact that you have Russia is uh, saying, hey, let's, we're going to have, let's we have peace talks. We're going to have a nuclear war. Okay. Plain simple said and done all right and the other problem is you also have nato who 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 houses the uh the new world order they have Mm. a plans of mass depopulation down to 500 million people so they have that goal in mind okay and these are the guys trying to provoke russia to war all right and i think a nuclear war may just do the trick to help them reach those plans to help them reach that goal and it just so happens, I just saw on uh, I just saw this on news today that they have a Russian warship armed with an unstoppable hypersonic missile or missiles sailing towards the U.S. coast right now, and basically they're doing this for a show of strength right now. All right, this has never happened before. Now this thing is seven thousand miles per hour. It's unstoppable, and it's heading towards our shore over there off the East Coast, right as we speak. Okay? That doesn't sound good to me. And you know what? You know what's so messed up? You guys want to see something? This is messed up. So I, I saw the ad. I mean, I saw the I saw the article. I took a snapshot of the article. And right beneath the article, there was this watch that that, that uh, is made for, like, older people. Okay? And guess what time was on this watch? Check this out. If you can see it. I took a snapshot of it. If you see the ad right here, okay, let's see, see if I get to focus. Is it focusing? Not no. really. Uh, let's see here. Okay. It's focused on you. Oh, you can't see it. Okay. So, anyways, here's the ads right here. The thing I'm reading, the article. See these watches right here? You can't see it, but it says 11 11 on every single watch. Oh, oh my goodness. 11 11. 11 11. 11 11. You can see it if I could focus. Gee, Look whiz. at that. Experts say yeah. the wristband is a must for seniors. 11-11, 11-11, 11-11 on every single watch. Who does that? And it's right there with this article right here. I, I, know, I took a picture of I better get one of those watches, though, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that about that 11 Yeah, what is it about 11 I don't know. Yeah, people have been I trying to figure that out for... For centuries, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah, Bob, I got go. a, I got a question for you here. Since this uh, battleship <clears throat> you're saying with a hypersonic missile is heading to our east coast, uh, how come we we haven't? How come that's not one of the top items in the news? Yeah. How, how come they? How come the Pentagon 
are they doing anything or are we just gonna figure that ah you know are I they gonna humor, are, Bob. how come nobody's <laughs> no i i'm just i'm just wondering you know this this bozo that runs this supposedly runs this country and and these these pentagon people and these military officials do, you know do, do you think that if george Patton was president that he would he was gonna he would allow something like this to happen Mm-hmm. You know, it, just uh, ain't nothing messed is, up part. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, ahead, Bob. I just, I just wonder because it just, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous, man. I mean, it's almost like, oh, we don't really care. Here it comes. Yeah. You know? Well, they want everybody here to be dead. In fact, the World Economic yeah. Forum has declared 2023 to be the year of the poly crisis, which means multiple crises. <laughs> okay, they declared it, so they know something's coming because they're pushing it onto us. Okay. And so we're going to we're going to be dealing with with several different crises on several different fronts, like all Job style. Okay. And one you guys hear about that one um uh, was this uh gonorrhea that's not treated by antibiotics, okay? And that that could be spread from even just kissing, you know? That is on our shores now for some reason, and they think it's going to sweep across the country. Who knows? You know, monkeypox didn't do it. But the fact that you have that going on now. So we have a war crisis on our hands. We have a sickness crisis about to take off. We have an economic crisis that's about to happen. You know, who can see the four horsemen get ready to ride? I can. Yeah. I can yeah. see the rapture resurrection get ready to happen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. What? But that is a good question, though. It's like, why is no one reporting on this? Yeah. Like, what? What's going on there? Well, you know, you have to watch. Uh, I heard you had to watch after Davos. They were going to basically start their whole propaganda uh, campaign for everything they talked about in Davos. And MSNBC was a channel to watch for all that propaganda, what, what they're going to be doing. And I didn't watch it because it's tough to watch that stuff. So <laughs> I watch other people that watch that stuff. You know? <laughs> the people who say, I watch it so that you don't have to. Yeah, no, I, I figured you'd be people to watch it. You didn't think you your didn't, would be there. You know, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking about going, but at the last minute, <laughs> I changed my mind. I was gonna because uh, you know I, I wanted to hear Al Gore because he's so speaking after Al Gore, <laughs> such a bril- such a brilliant man. You know? Yeah, oh, that guy. He, he is. Just, he's he's the he, he's the epitome of someone who's totally reprobate mind. I think he and John I mean, Kerry are vying for that title. Yeah. Because John Kerry is the guy climate change is extraterrestrial. Well, they've, been cho- they've been chosen, though. Climate change cannot be more terrestrial. <laughs> there is nothing more terrestrial than climate change. It's extraterrestrial. I mean, these well, people are nuts, man. Well, they chose this at the right time, didn't they, folks? I mean, with everything going on in the world, I know that some of it's talked about in terms of harp. I know that some of it, you know, we, we possibly could have the man-made, you know, weather. Oh, we do. Uh, you know, changes in which we, you know, I yeah, listen, if you, if you want to prove that, uh, Robert, go ahead. Uh, bring up bring up the uh, the documents. But Either way, whether people believe it or not, we still have something going on that's changing sure. the climate. We know, that, and they're going to they're going to use that to the nth degree. They are going to use that. They are going to hop on that and use it so that they can use go along with their agenda. Okay, let's, mm-hmm. let's put in the carbon taxes, right? Yeah. 
Let's put it's it interesting too Let's because the, the zoo. because the uh, because all the, you know they showed a picture of, they showed a picture of all the jets that these guys flew into Davos on, <laughs> and they're all lined up, you know, and these things pollute like you know there's no tomorrow. More than like a city in a year. Yeah. Basically. Like it's, the, it's, what they did in one week is like more than yeah. small cities do in a whole year. Yeah, but the or, the you didn't know, Kevin, the oceans were boiling. And what else is going on? No, they're on? boiling in there. Right, right. Uh, I mean, what's going on? We called it here in uptime, Greg. I mean, before oh, right when the pandemic happened, Bob and I were saying – just wait. When this dies down, the next big thing is go- they're going to be all in on climate change. Sure. sure. That is going right. to be their God. That is going to be their religion. That is going to be their cult. They're going to go all in on it, and they're going to call for climate emergencies and blah, blah, you, you name it. That's, that's going to well, happen. You know, I hate to say it, but we've also said they're very predictable on this. Yeah, they are. On this it's not because we're yeah. so it's smart. very it's predictable. They're predictable, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are very predictable. I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, we know what's going to happen with finances, too. I mean, yeah. anyone in the audience could tell us, OK, well, they're going to be moving over to digital currency soon. No kidding. OK. Yeah, the, the most predictable, the, the predictable thing about this from a spiritual angle, and this is all spiritual battle we're in, is that man has a desire to worship something. OK, Um now the 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 people who are <clears throat> worshiping the earth the, the climate change people uh their god is mother gaia their the um mother earth uh whatever they call it they're you know the earth is crying some of these commercials i've seen and and i you know people need to be good stewards of the of the planet and i know i i believe that they need to be good stewards of things but to the point where uh, you're telling people that they they're not going to be able to use fuel anymore. You know, you're going to have everything's going to have to be electric. It's almost like how how are these things made? You know, it, you just yeah. it's it's so, and it really the, the reason us being here we're, we want want to tell people that there's a hope. There is a hope, mm-hmm. and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not. It's not all. It's. It's not all dark. I mean, it's always darkest before the dawn, anyway. And it's getting dark, folks. And it's and not I'm, something. It's not something you really should be waiting to say. Uh, like I did way, way back in the day. I want to party some more before I get saved. You know. Wait a minute now. You know. If if you think that that's a good idea, that's your choice. But I really don't think it's a good idea anymore to put off. Uh, getting right with the one true and living God. It really, this is, this is something I had to bring up because worth it. if if we don't, if we're out there and we think that all this we're doing is some big, is, is a, a program we put on just to kill some, a couple of hours a week. Uh, no, it's not. It's a very serious, this is life and death, right, Bob? This is no, this is no joke. This right. is no joke. And and it, it, this is as serious as it was anything that, you know, if you just could take a person and say, you know, why don't you just believe it? It's true. But you mm-hmm. you just, God is the one that, that works in man's hearts. 
even right. when Amen. we were even when we were enemies with him he sought to save us he sought us you know right. i'm an you know, enemy was god it's just it's it's mm-hmm. phenomenal the, the love and the grace of god is way way beyond what we can comprehend you know what we're seeing right now is a rerun another run at the tower of babel okay and I was thinking about this, you know, uh, last weekend, uh, my, well, last week, my father-in-law, you guys t- I was talking about, he passed away. So they had the wake for him. And then they had this full blown mass for him, the Catholic church. And this was like super, like the full wrath of the Catholic church, the service I went to, man. And I had to go to it. And I sat to that thing and it was rough, but you know, while I was sitting in that church and looking around, you know, the Catholic Catholicism, that means universal, a universal church, which means it fits everybody on earth. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what it was meant to be when it was first created in three in around 325 AD. Okay, with Constantine, took all the religions of the world and they whipped them together and formed the Catholic Church. So now the Catholic Church has a spice from every single religion. Okay. So as I was sitting in this church, I was looking at all these different things that I was like, okay, this that religion, that's this religion, this is that religion, that's Judaism. That's Islam. I can see all this stuff in this church. Okay. And then, and like I said, it's another rerun. It's another run at the Tower of Babel when uh, Nimrod tried to, you know, bring the world together under the Tower of Babel. Okay. And then, of course, Constantine did it with the Catholic Church. And then over a period of time, all the religions spread out again. And now we hear this whole thing from the Vatican. Everybody returned to Mother Church, the Vatican. Okay. So they're trying to bring in all the religions. That coincides, and they're doing it through um, the uh, the climate stuff because that's one thing everybody can agree with. Okay, that's how that's their common thread to get everybody under one umbrella. So basically, we're seeing the Tower of Babel again. Okay, and since we're seeing that right now, they are heading full speed now to the tribulation. Okay, and one thing you know that the whole climate change thing is you know they want to build back better, right? And we all know, according to the Abba Pike's letter, the Build Back Better is a perfect utopia for these globalists with 500 million uh, slaves working underneath them, some nasty population. And, you know, when they say here you want to build back better, you know, we just got done with three and a half, about basically about three years of record-setting economy with Trump, okay? But then they're like, we need to build back better. I was like, hold on a second. We just had record-setting years here. It's the best it's ever been. Why do we got to build back better? Well, they, did, they didn't mention that they first had to tear everything down that right. has been achieved through Trump. So they had to tear everything down, okay? And basically, in the end, you're going to have the very rich and the very poor. And that's why in the, with the Revelation chapter 13, what does it say? The rich and the poor, freeing the bond, okay? There's no middle class in between. It's rich and the poor, And basically, they're going to do that by uh, breaking down our economy. They're going to take away all of our energy, going to spend us into oblivion, get us into a war that we can't win. Okay. And then when it's all said and done, you know, they take us into a nuclear war, wipe everybody out. Okay. So that's it in a nutshell. That's what we're heading into right now. Okay. And I don't think we have another seven or eight years for this. I know they say 2030, 2035. Oh, we'll get rid of all the uh, gas cars in California by 2050. Not going to be any cars left probably in the next three years or less. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, you you know, Bob, you're right, man. We are we are at those final hours, man. You know, <laughs> now I, we you know what? Maybe we got some time, but now after this whole thing, after I saw that warship from Russia <laughs> heading towards our shores right now, I don't I don't think things, we have. Things I get think real, right? They get I really think real. it's like a month we have left here. Yeah, I don't think we're going to make close. to the fall feast. I mean, I don't think we're going to make to the spring feast. What do you? Well, think? after after all those, <laughs> after after painting that picture, Bob, we should we should serve everybody ice cream. Yeah, because I think now so. now I'm all bummed out. <laughs> but um, we'll be bummed out because the point yeah, of the Bible we're taken yeah. out of here. Oh, perhaps yeah. resurrection. That's not for us. All this taking place yeah. right now, guys, it's not for us. It's for them. It's for all those who reject Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. Yeah. because according to Romans five nine, at First Thessalonians five nine and First Thessalonians one ten, we're not here for that wrath, at all. Okay, so if uh, Russia sending that missile towards us right now, I don't think they're gonna let that thing float around there for five years in the oceans no. over there. No, I don't. Because no. they're getting pushed against the wall. We got a bunch of maniacs running this country that want to depopulate the earth. Yeah. They want it, and they want war really bad. And there's a lot in the, the military-industrial complex. They need money. People need to fire guns. People need to use up their bullets so they can make more bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to use up their missiles so they can use more, so they can you know fire off more missiles. You know, yeah. isn't that just awful about this world? That this world only prospers when we blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. And look at the at the very from the very beginning of uh, time, if you will, um, uh, in the garden, and then uh, Cain and Abel. Uh, the you know murder was the, the was the the first thing. It was you know killing your brother. It was uh, it, all through all through history. There's been uh, you know look at look at the Herods. In the biblical times, uh, you know, uh, they're just, uh, I don't, I'm not trying to think of which Herod it was, but he, you know, he, he killed his, uh, his brother and his, his wives. And uh, these, these people were, they, they, they had sw- uh, fit, feet that were swift to shed innocent blood. That's one of the things that says the Lord hates. And that's one of the things that when he said, Bob, that's just that kind of, uh, struck a tone in my mind right now that that um, we become so desensitized as a society and as a world to death that even these these recent shootings, people are just you know oh another one huh you know there's a there was another one today uh, there you know now now it's now they're now these are happening in Asian communities I wonder why it's happening in the Asian communities. That must be just a coincidence that it's happening. Don't you think maybe they want a race war to mm-hmm. where they're, you know, the word ethnos, they're, you know, there's going to be a race going against race. It's been going on for a long time. They're trying to stoke the uh, um, people to hate somebody because of the, because of the color of their skin, their ethnicity, you know, you just don't, you don't get to know the person. You just hate them because of the way they look. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this stuff that's going on is really, you know, whether it's a warship heading toward the East Coast, which 
when I think about it, I've, uh, uh, we got family to live on the East coast. I got friends that live on the East coast and, uh, you know, you guys, <laughs> Greg and, and JB are on the East coast and there's I other people the too, you know? Yeah. I'm an, I mean, I'm, a, a, I'm, a, I'm on an Island for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get where's out there. Where's our, uh, where's yeah, our, when, when you need them. Yeah. That, that does not sound good. No, it don't, Sid. That's <laughs> right. You know, but some, for something like that big to take place, the hand of restraint needs to be removed. You're talking about a lot of people dying because it will not sure. take long after the no. first one goes off before the next one, next one, and next one. You know, here we are talking about it, hoping that it won't happen, and those who, who are just absolutely dying for this to happen, those who have control of the nuclear buttons, you know, they have this thing all planned out already. All right. I'm sure they go through a drill every single day. Who gets to fire the third and fourth and fifth and sixth and the 50th missile? Yeah. I mean, they are ready for it. And these global elite right now, I read in those same, I've read in those same uh, articles that these global elite, they're going underground right now. You know, as soon as this thing starts, they're going underground immediately. You know, a lot of them are already underground. Of course, we know the Bible says what happens to them. You know, they're going to call out for those rocks to fall on them to hide themselves from the wrath of the Lamb. Yeah. Right, but they're not going to be able to hide from that wrath mm-hmm. because the wrath of Christ. You know, He's just going to cause an earthquake that's just going to smash them down there. That's right. An earthquake could yeah. just take that bunker. That they're going to yes, they're going to ask for right the the rocks yeah. to fall on them because they they know that they're that that what's coming is worse, the worst fate. Um, you know, and I think that they have that they just have that feeling now that. The, the hammer, like the hammer is going to drop, you know, that something is going to happen and that they're all just kind of, some of them are oblivious to it, but some of them are actively trying to cause this hammer to drop. Aren't they, Bob? They're, they're, they're going out of their way to make the dumbest decisions. And it, it seems like that they're, that they are, you know, hell bent on destruction. Mm-hmm. Well, they went too far. They know they've gone too far, Kevin. All right. This is why they're sp- spending us into oblivion. They're liquidating everything. They're, pos- they're positioning everything so that that way something is left for them after this is all over. Do you know that the Pentagon, over 60% of their budget annually for the last several years, has not been accounted for, even after five different audits? Right. That money's gone. Yeah. They're, Where did they're, it go? They are positioning themselves right now because they know yeah. that the wrath of the Lamb is coming. They yeah. know it's coming. They're trying to get ready for it. So a lot of these these people are are storing up their treasures here, right? Um, mm-hmm. On Earth, right? They're, they 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 made a lot of money. Um, COVID also made them a lot of money too. Oh, yeah. And it's like they they're, they're just saving up to it's like the, it's like the they're the ultimate preppers, right? There's they're they're all saving up for this doomsday that they know is coming. Um. And then they're trying to self-preserve. I mean, that's what they were trying to do during this COVID thing by not allowing anybody to do anything or, or see anybody or touch each other or, or have family outings or go to church or anything like that because they're so afraid of death that they, you know, that they wanted, uh, you know, like this disease to just, just 14 days to stop the spread. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, but these people are, are afraid, so afraid to die 
because they, they don't have any hope on the other side. You see, that is the difference between, like I was saying before, us and them. We, we have hope. We, we know where our uh, future lies. We know where our eternity is and uh, is going to be spent. And, you know, it, it, we're not storing up our treasures here. We're not prepping for that because we trust in the Lord. They don't trust in the Lord, do they? They trust in their own machinations. Their own, they lean on their own understanding, right? And that's why their paths aren't straight. That's why they veer. It's like the wind. You know, they just blow from side to side, yeah. and they go from this thing to that thing. And the yeah. next, like you said, polycrisis, right? Every wind, every wind of doctrine, Kevin. And the cunning craftiness of man where they lie in wait to deceive. And it's basically what, what the... Uh, what is going on right now and still with everything that's happening people will still reject the truth reject the lord jesus christ but that doesn't mean we stop uh it says the fields are white with harvest you know there's still many people right uh, like what greg ran at the beginning there if there's one more out there that needs to hear and believe this is this is what we do you know, mm-hmm. to find that to find that last one. But their focus is on three things, though. Their focus is on climate, right? That's number one. Their focus is on abortion, and their focus is on race division. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, that's where they spend almost ninety-nine percent of their energy on trying to divide. You know, by by color of your skin. Exactly the opposite of what Martin Luther King Jr. said. Uh, they try, they, 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 they do everything in their power to try to get as many abortions as they possibly can every year. And then they have this climate cult, this religion, where they worship the creation rather than creator. And they spend all of their energy on those three things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's like, they're, they, it's like they're delusional. They're, they, they've given over them themselves to this. God's given them over, I think, to their debased minds because they can't. They, they can't even like think about anything else other than those three things. Yeah, right. Well, it's a good along. verse right up here. You know, Sonic seven twenty. I always think of the restaurant Sonic when I hear Sonic. But for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It also says in. in uh, the eighth chapter of, of Romans that uh, were heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ Jesus. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? So that that you know, think about that for a second. <laughs> heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. <laughs> That's amazing. How about it? How about if you try this out? This is my assignment for you folks out there that that think that Christianity is a crutch or some mystery that can't be attained. Give Jesus Christ a chance. For the next week, you pray to God. You say, okay, these guys say that that you're out there. I want to know you. You need to show me. And by the time we get back here next week, if we're still here, if there's anybody who has been searching that's on the chat that finds the Lord this week, I want you to come on here and tell us that you found him. You know, I'm not going to do one of these one of these hokey prayers where I, I see somebody out there that's 
going to believe tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. I'm not going to do that. No, but it's 11.11, Bob. No, that's right, 11.11. Excuse me, Kevin, 11.11. Yeah. Um, but at the, at the same time, this is the these are the times that try men's souls. But these are the this time right now is the uh, the hour of decision. This is when you need to decide who you want to serve for the rest of your life. Do you want to serve yourself? Do you want to go ahead and say, "Well, I'm my own God, and I'm going to pull myself up by my own bootstraps." I tried doing that. I tried doing that, and my arms got tired after a while. Um, but at the same time, we need to be realizing that that we do the hope that we have is the hope that is going to happen. It's it's a it's it's a it's a wonderful thing, but it's not some fantasy land like some people really seem to think it is. Or they'll look at you like, oh, you're one of those people. Oh, I love hearing that. And I've heard everything. You know, and they used to, the, the whole term Jesus freak. And I used to think, well, if, you, if you're going to be a freak, why be a druggy freak? Why not be a Jesus freak? You know, a, a, actually, a, a freak is, a, is, is something out of the ordinary. And maybe we are out of the ordinary in some ways. But the word also says in Peter that we're, a chosen generation, we're a royal priesthood and a peculiar people. Mm, You've been called to do this. And just like the verse that Greg just put up here, serve, you know, choose you this day whom you will serve. Mm -hmm. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we're going to do. We're going to serve the Lord. And, Amen. and we're servants of the Lord because of the, we're born, we're, the first time we're born, then I'm going to be quiet here. The first time we're born, we're born to live. The second time when we're born again, we're born again to serve. So that's, that's my spiel for tonight. Because we, we really need, Bob, we need to decide. And each of us has to decide every day whether we're going to believe God another day. Amen. Uh, Amen. We're not we're not immune to being doubtful. I mean, I doubt sometimes, and then I come back and I say, "Lord, I'm sorry, I doubted you." I mean, I'm, <laughs> I really am because you know the beginning from the end, and you have my best interests at heart. Uh, look at all the things you brought me through. I'm still dealing with stuff, but I'm still breathing. I still have the ability to speak your word. You know, let's let's do it. Let's do it because if we don't, uh, you know, if I have an opportunity to share the truth with somebody and I don't do it because I'm afraid of what, how they'll how they'll answer me, what? Why am I afraid of that? It's the it's the word of God, and it's going to accomplish that which it's set out to accomplish. We speak it. We don't have to worry about adding the increase. Do we, you guys? God is the one that adds the increase. Mm-hmm. I mean, the increase that Bob, that, that excuse me, the increase that God has added to Bob's ministries has been through God. God has added it. It's not, it's not the brilliance of Doc Barber that's added it, or it's not the, or Kevin or Greg or myself. 
you know, we, we're no matter how hard I work, I can't add. I can't add anything to my, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say. Amen. And it takes it takes the onus off of mm-hmm. us. All we have to do is is serve the Lord by living His Word and, and speaking it when we have an opportunity. Amen. You know, I, I have a, yeah. you know, Amen. that's a great point, Bob. You know, it's Jesus' works alone that save us. Okay, it's His works, His holy works. His holy blood shed at that cross that atones for all of our sins. And, you know, an interesting story to make my point here. Uh, I used to go to this church. They were uh, able to do like their own fireworks show. Okay. And uh, they did a pretty good fireworks show. They, they, they contracted a company to go out and do it. And they did the show. They do, you ever go to a fireworks show? They got some that goes off a while, this one, this one. But right at the end, they do this huge grand finale. Grand finale. I mean, just explosions it goes for like two or three minutes it's incredible you know i look at that like you know the, the small things happening up to the grand finale so that was you know the shedding of the lamb's blood you know, passover year after year after year of israel and then the grand finale came with jesus christ death burial resurrection at the cross of passover okay so like that fireworks show um this is what happened so after the grand finale was over then it turns out that they had a few extra small little rockets that they didn't blow off. So they're like, well, you know what? Only go ahead and just light this one off, you know. So everyone's like, yeah, hey, that was incredible. Woo! You know, people get ready to leave all of a sudden. You know, I was like, what was that? That was totally uncalled for. You just ruined it. He's like, you don't need to do that. I just, just keep it to next year. So basically, it's like your works, it, that's you trying to include your works in that grand finale. Of Jesus Christ, you're trying to put your works together with that grand finale. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what? It sucked watching that rocket <laughs> go off. It ruined it. Okay, that grand finale yeah. was all was all we needed. God gave us a grand finale of Passover at the cross, death, death, burial, Jesus Christ, death, burial, resurrection. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. gave us that grand finale, and if you go to Romans three. 20, uh, uh, 3, 20, verse 22. Yeah, Romans 3, verse 22. I just want to read some verses here so I get that in for the day. It says, even by the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, not do works, them that believe. For -hmm. there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All right? That's all of us on a daily, hourly, even minute-to-minute basis right now, okay? For all that have come short of the glory of God, being justified freely, freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through our faith in his blood. I love that. I love that verse. To declare his righteousness from the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law, without any of your works. You are justified by faith. That grand finale was all you needed to get saved. And you got to say, that was an incredible grand finale. I accept that grand Amen. finale. Amen. I accept it. I accept that grand finale, Jesus Christ. At the I cross accept of it. Come on. Amen. You are Amen. a saint, brother. 
Brothers and sisters, you are saved, right, Kevin? You better accept it. I mean, I think Linda said it earlier, right? You're going to have to choose sooner or later, and later is not doesn't get any easier. So, no. yeah, no, now's, now's the time. Now's the time to choose. Amen. Fireworks. Amen. I like that, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, cool. Like, <laughs> it's like a bottle rocket trying to follow a grand finale. It's yeah, just obvious to those who believe that there's just no other way, that there's no other possibility of salvation. There's no other possibility of eternal life. There's no other possibility to dwell with the creator except through Christ. I mean, th- there's, there's nothing you could possibly do in order to get there on your own. I mean, we, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. I mean, there's there, there's no possible way we can get that back. We can't make up amends for that. No, it, no. it has to be washed away somehow. It has to it be, has to, it, yeah, it has to be thrown out because if it still lingers there, and then it's counted against you, you're not going to make it. So something actually has, yeah. right? Something has to dispose of it. And there's like only my- one thing that that it can be. Knowing who God is in his character, and that is the blood of Christ himself. That's it. The blood, faith in the blood, right? Thank you for bringing that up, Bob, because uh, some people do miss that. Um, And, yeah, I like what my my friend uh, Richard Grun has has kind of defined it as it became the spiritual reboot of the universe when he did that, what he did on the cross. I love the way he phrases that spiritual reboot of the universe. And it's so true. I mean, it's just that was the culmination. That was the pin, pivotal moment that even the ancients were waiting for, that uh, all the people in the Old Testament were waiting for. It happened. Mm-hmm. And and look, even if you go down a little bit further, verse 29, is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Us. <laughs> so Amen. incredible. Incredible. And if it and if it was if it was by works that we were saved, huh. let's say uh, that we just we just toss that whole idea of of grace out the window, and you know it's by works that you're saved, not by grace. Let's just reverse it for a second there. If that were the case, then I maybe the works I do would would be better than the works that Kevin did. So I would get more blessed than Kevin. You see what I'm trying to get at? I mean, if if this if this is a if this is a competition to see who can do the most works to get, you know, like the, a lot of churches, you know, they're they're works oriented. You know, you if you do a lot of stuff for them, you get, you know, God will bless you even more. If you send money in, God's gonna, you know, bless bless you more. If you send money into these guys on TV or whatever, but it, it had to be freely given uh jesus laid down his life he, he didn't they didn't take it he he didn't you know show up there one day and then say well you know i'm I, I'm, I'm tired you know i've been doing this for several years now and i father i don't really want to do this anymore so uh if there's another way for me to do it but i really don't want to anyway so i'm gonna I'm going to walk away from this. No, he didn't say that. He said, not my will, but thine be done. And then, as as Bob so 
eloquently spoke a few minutes ago, the grand finale. And it's something you really need to accept. Accepting Jesus Christ is not something that God wishes for you to do so that your life will be miserable. He came, he, he came to make your life more uh, doable, if you will. Uh, more to where you can handle when stuff doesn't always go right. You have, you know, you have that faith. You have that, uh, that Holy Spirit within you to strengthen you to, uh, you know, you have a family, you have, you have other believers around you that, you know, that, that can lift you up in prayer and things like that. This is a family. This isn't just the solo act. This isn't the, uh, the Greg Messina hour here, you know, where he's on here and we're just, we're just along here to fill up corners in the bottom of a screen. <laughs> Although sometimes I wonder my part. Anyway, at the same time, we're, we're all, you know, God, every, every gift from God is good. That's what I'm trying to say. And if you accept them, he'll, he'll start to show you. Right, Kev? I mean, he'll look at all the things he's done for you over the years, Kevin. We were talking about that one day and you were talking about all the things that, you know, how, how he's always been on time within your life with stuff. <clears throat> it's not always been on your timetable, but it's always been on God's timetable. And the key to it has been being faithful. Yeah. You know, we need to continue to strive to be faithful. And we haven't lived tomorrow yet, but tomorrow we get up and we strive to be faithful tomorrow. Every time he he's prodded me uh, to do something, and, and, um, and I and I let's say I I didn't act on it, things didn't go well. But the times where I felt like I had to do something and it was very clear on what I had to do and I did it, it always turned out to be something that worked out like to perfection, which is not possible in an imperfect world. So those type of things, they have, you know, they come from God when it works out perfectly. Um, The key is having the faith to respond to that call right when you feel when you have that call come and you don't take the call that's not a good thing it's gonna cost you but if you take it uh you get you get glory and 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 things happen from it that are that you can't even imagine and it could be even years down the road and but he has that all planned out and so he he'll, he'll lead you in that direction but you can't um rely on your works to to overcome any sin that you've that you've done, your best works are not going to overcome even your smallest of sins, because the, the unholy and holy are two different things, right? So you cannot; those things cannot dwell together. They no. they're not going to dwell together for eternity. That's why there there, there is no unholiness in in heaven. It's it's gone. Mm-hmm. So you 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 have to have. You're, that's why you cannot be saved by by works. It's impossible because you have to have an acceptable sacrifice, and any work that you do is not an accept, acceptable sacrifice. Okay, no matter what, it's not. There's not going to be an acceptable sacrifice that you can perform. 
before in the past, people tried to have acceptable sacrifices and some failed. I know one Cain failed miserably with his sacrifice. It was not acceptable. And there were other people in the Bible that did not have acceptable sacrifices. But the beautiful thing is that Jesus was the acceptable sacrifice. He was the last. He was the, the, the perfect acceptable sacrifice that for all of mankind, all of humankind, like, like Greg just said, it's not just for the Jews. It's for the whole world. For whomever believes in him will, he, will have eternal life. God gave that sacrifice for everybody. And he took away the whole part about you need to do your, your sacrifices during these periods of times and all the other stuff. And it needs to be a, 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 you know, an acceptable one to me. He provided the acceptable sacrifice. Jesus gave up his life and he became that sacrifice once and for all. And I, I just don't understand not accepting that. I mean, I, I really can't wrap my head around the unbeliever who who just simply will ch- choose death over life because that's really what the choice is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, I want to make a, make a point about that, Kevin. Um, Romans 3.20, we're talking about works right now. We're talking about salvation, salvation by works or salvation by the works of Jesus Christ. Romans 3, 20 and 21 says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. No, right? right? No, no works of the flesh. All right. Yeah. Not good enough. By the law is the knowledge of sin, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. That is his Holy Spirit now that's manifest that can indwell within us and save us. Amen. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. You know, God, God is powerful enough not just to save us, but he's also powerful enough to keep us. Okay. <laughs> According to uh, Ephesians 1, verse 13, 14, Ephesians 4, 30, the Bible says, the moment we have faith in the finished works of Jesus Christ, we are sealed spiritually unto the day of redemption. And then this vessel that's left over, this body, this meat suit, is marked for the resurrection. Okay. It's, it, the, the body's given a promise. The spirit's immediately seals when you die, your spirit goes to heaven. I always say that, all right? That's what the Bible says. Yeah, that makes right? sense. Ecclesiastics uh, 12, 12, 7, I believe. And the spirit returns to God, okay? So when we die, our vessel here, just like I watched Carl when he passed away last week, his vessel is still here on the earth, but his spirit went somewhere else, hopefully to heaven, <laughs> okay? But we talked about his whole thing. But, uh, but that's what happens. Our vessel stays here on the earth and it's marked for the re- marked for the resurrection. And that's actually outlined in Ephesians 13, where it says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of what? Promise. Promise. Promise of what? You're sealed, so you're going to heaven. But we're... What's this promise all about? I mean, are we all done? No. You got your whole flesh thing to deal with. That's the rapture resurrection. And it mm-hmm. goes into the next verse, says, which is the earnest of our inheritance exactly. unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, like I talked about before, the earnest, which is like earnest money you put down in the house. What is that? That is a promise of performance. Mm-hmm. Okay. You put that money down, and that is a promise to the seller. Hey, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this house. You know what's great about being a seller that receives earnest money if you sell a house, okay? When you receive earnest money, that money is yours. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, you'll never lose that money. Why? Because if that person backs up, you get to keep that money. Mm-hmm. If the person buys a house, that money goes to your pocket anyways, because it goes to the sale of the house. That's a perfect analogy that Paul uses right there as the earnest of your salvation. And the earnest of your salvation in this application, Ephesians 1.14, is the marking of your vessel, your human physical vessel here on the earth, for the rapture resurrection. A promise of future performance. Because our spirit's already born sealed. Okay, you go to heaven. All right, the spirit's, the spirit's been dealt with, but not our body. Not yet. And, of course, that happens at the rapture resurrection. Amen? Uh-huh. Amen. That's right. That's why we call you Amen. the duck. Amen. It's a promise. It's a, it, <laughs> you know, I, I could go on a roll once in a while. Well, God, God can't yeah, go I, back against his promise. If I be quiet long enough to let you talk, it is, you know. <laughs> no, but uh, it, it's, it's, really, uh, it's really something else. It's, 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 such a, uh, it's such a marvelous thing. It's an unspeakable gift, it says in the Word, uh, to, to have to have an uh, inheritance that we have, uh, you know, being joint heirs of Christ, heirs of God. But in this life, we can be blessed too, you know. Uh, it's not just something where it's going to happen someday. Uh, we've all been through things in the last two and a half years um, that have tried our faith, if you will. Um, some of us more than others, but, you know, we're still here. Um, we've been, uh, the word also says we've been bought with price. And that was the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I think that at the very least, we should endeavor to serve him all the day, all the rest of the days of our lives to the best of our ability to bring people back home. You know, I shared on the, uh, Luke 15, the other day, um, once again, the prodigal son, the, the um, parable of the father who was waiting for his son to return home and how he looked for him every day. And this is, you know, our, our Lord is waiting for us. You know, he, if you haven't decided yet, he's waiting for you. He's, he's ready to run and give you a hug and, and uh, clothe you with his Holy Spirit and, and, take your life and change it, you know, because that's, uh, you can't change yourself. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Um, you know, the indwelling of the Holy spirit, why is it called indwelling? Um, you know, like, like Bob's been talking about the bodies, our bodies, they're perishing day by day, but it says the spirit is renewed day by day, you know, as we put on the mind of Christ, we're able to stand through more stuff. When I was first a believer, I couldn't have, I couldn't have stood through some of the things I've, I've had to deal with in the last, the last 10, 15 years. There's no way. But now that I know the word better and I've, I've been around for a while, I can, I can say, you know, uh, the Lord is faithful and, he, adversary comes along and tries to tell you he's not. You just say, "Wait a minute! I I know he is. 
because he was faithful to me today. He's going to be faithful to me tomorrow. And I'm going to endeavor to be faithful to him. You know, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a, it's a partnership, if you will. You know, our heavenly father wants, wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives. This isn't just, this isn't a dog and pony show from some religious channel. Uh, you know, for just a little time every week, it's, it's, this is a, you know, if, uh, reality, reality TV, if you will. Well, <laughs> especially if we're going to be joint heirs in Christ, you know, if yeah. we're going to be joint heirs, he's going to want that relationship here, not just right. up in heaven, right? Salvation right. starts here. So yeah, ultimately we want to be with Christ to have a relationship with Christ. Folks, there's nothing wrong with that. I know everyone's at their own level of faith in Christ. Some people will have an explosive uh, experience when they come to the Lord. Some people don't. It's okay. You know what? God's still working in that person. All right. I can tell you what's going to be really explosive when everybody's up and out of here. When that rapture happens, that's going to be for every believer that's in Christ. Right. That is in Christ Jesus. So that you cannot miss. And certainly the Lord, the, uh, well, the people who lost won't, won't miss it. They probably won't miss us, but they're going to be people who turn, turns to the Lord at that point. No doubt. There's going to be a lot of people. And uh, this this verse came up here, First um, uh, Corinthians, right, fifteen, fifty. We have uh, now. I this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. And we've we've talked about this numerous times, and it never gets old. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. Um, yeah, I mean, come on, folks. This is this is so awesome. I mean, this is real, and this is going to happen. It's going to happen soon. We believe that. We believe we believe that here on, on uptime. So um, just think about that. The flesh and blood, flesh and blood, blood is not going to be found. It's not going to be present. Nope. And right. Jesus spilled his precious holy blood that for us, we had to have an, uh, uh, something without, without blemish, right? Mm-hmm. Without stain. Right. The Lamb of God that took away all the sins of the world. And a lot of people ha- still wonder about that. I think even Catholics, I mean, Roman Catholics, I don't want to get into it too much in, with Roman Catholicism. But, of course, there are some things about talking about Mary and the lineage. Um, we go into that whole aspect. But, Bob, you've, you've brought this up, too, that it is, uh, he, he couldn't have touched a certain aspect of uh of of the womb i mean there was an area that was not touched that brought him to being the perfect unblemished lamb of god mm. right i mean there is somewhat of a, a little bit of a science there to it too that supernatural science uh, scientific aspect to it as well i mean oh yeah we can't we can't me, fathom. Right? bob hagan or me uh you mr barber me? 
Yes. Yeah, you, you that video, the how science proved Jesus is the son of God. That video oh, I made yes. years ago. Yes. We need to repost I, that. That's good. I, you we know, I should. That. You know, and there's some questions in there that I need to answer. That you know, I didn't go into blood types and all this stuff like that. You know, but uh, yeah, that's a that was a great, great video. You know, and the main point to take away is from you know. That that egg remains that that chicken egg remains a regular chicken egg that you would eat until the male sperm is added is presented to it where it changes it and gives it its blood, okay? Because the blood came from the mother who had already been in that egg, but it's not. It has to be introduced from the father, and that's where you know with Mary the immaculate conception. Jesus' blood did not come from Mary. It came from his father, his heavenly father. That's what made his blood so pure and so special. Okay? And that's why his blood was shed at the cross. It's the only pure blood in the history of the world. Okay? It was the only one that would have worked. Okay? And and you're right. I should probably definitely repost that video. And, you know, and to make a point about what you're saying there, Greg, uh, when we had Lee Brainerd in here, you know, he made that point about, you know, signs of life. Okay. I know we have a spectrum of people listening right now, not just here live, but usually after this is posted, we're probably going to have around 10,000 people view this video. Okay. And 10,000 people that are, I assume, are believers of Jesus Christ. But here's the thing we all have the indwelling Holy Spirit. All right. But we are all kind of operating at different levels of faith, though. Okay. And, you know, that's the whole thing. The main thing is you must have that indwelling Holy Spirit to be taken in the rapture, whether your Holy Spirit, uh, regenerated spirit within your body is, you know, killing it or very weak. You still have signs of life. And that's what Lee Brainerd said. I'm not looking for him to have a great heartbeat. I'm looking for signs of life. And a perfect example of that would be like me, for example. I do this ministry. I'm constantly in the Word. I can sit here and preach the gospel and everything I'm doing. So my spiritual body is like built, muscular and everything. But now you might have somebody like, say, for example, my oldest son, okay? And I, he, I tell him about the stuff he believes, but he's not practicing. He's not reading the Bible that much, and you know, but he still believes, he still believes he'll tell you how to get to heaven because I told him, I showed him. Okay. I showed him the word, but he's not out there preaching like I am. He's not out there lighting the world on fire. Okay. But he does have sign of life in him, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't have the how many heartbeats a minute I have. He might only have a fraction of it, but like what Lee Brainer said, he has sign of life. If you have sign of life in you, you are taken at the rapture resurrection. Because it's not by your works, it is by his works. His works that he started in you when he sealed you in the moment you believed. That's right. Okay? But you don't have to be an all-star, all right? You don't have to be a Bob Hagen to be taken in the rapture, okay? You just have to believe. okay? <laughs> hey, I was just going to say, Bob, he doesn't have that, uh, he, he may not have that. Yet, is what I was going to yeah. say because knowing that that you're his dad, it's it's uh, definitely going to rub off on him. Well, no he's doubt about fifteen that. years old right now. Since high yeah, school, it, going it, through all it, that it, stuff. At fifteen now, years of age, you're yeah, yeah, exactly. But he believes the science of the sign of life. 
is right. in you. And if that sign of life is in you, doesn't matter if it's weak, doesn't matter, doesn't matter if you're going on a prodigal right. son trip or you're weak, you've been out of the word, you still believe. Okay. Right. You're you are rapture ready at this point. And I know we talk about a lot of bad things happening with this Russia thing and the missile coming to you know our shores. But hey, if you believe you're rapture ready. Right. It's not a reward. It's not a reward. It's yeah. It's There's also been a lot of positives. Yeah. It's been it's been it's been I think it's been pretty positive tonight as far as the what we've all shared here. Um, you know, people really have seen you know, we've been sharing from our hearts um on all different aspects of pretty much the same thing. We want people to come back to the truth. Um we don't want, the Lord says in his word that he he doesn't will that any should perish that all men should be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. It says, come to the knowledge of the truth, actually, is what it says in the original. And it's not come to a knowledge of one of the truths. It doesn't, it doesn't talk about that. It doesn't say uh, that there's 50,000 truths out there and we're all going in the same direction, like, like all that baloney that's talked about so many times. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And in order to come to the Father, you have to go through him. And there's no name named under heaven whereby we must be saved. Now, if those verses are true, then we need to find out how to attain those and how to live that way. If they're not, then we're just wasting all of our time. Bob's wasting all of his time doing his videos. Kevin and, and Greg and I are wasting a lot of time doing this stuff, too. We're just, why bother? But we the reason that we know it's true is because we can see it happening every day. Uh, we, you know, when somebody believes the word, that's a miracle. And if somebody comes up and he says, well, you know, it says in the word that uh, you can do the same works as Jesus Christ. I believe that. Um Raising somebody from the dead isn't necessarily going up to somebody who's just passed away and raising them from the dead by laying hands on them. When somebody is given the truth and they decide to change lords, if you will, mm-hmm. and to make Jesus Christ the Lord in their life, they pass from death into life. Mm-hmm. And they've been raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Folks out, folks out there that think that this is some kind of fantasy land. It's true. You know, I'm sorry to be so. <laughs> that's just the way I talk sometimes, but that's what happened to me. It was, it was a, uh, hey, why not try it and see if it works? And as soon as you make that decision to to take the steps, uh, I was watching Greg's testimony on Richard's program the other day. As soon as you take that step, as soon as you took that step of curiosity, that step to say, you know, I really need to check this out, then things start to go. The wheels start to turn. God's able to work. And he's going to show you things. And the more things he shows you, the more more you're going to believe him. And um, 
it's much better to believe the truth than to fight it all the days of your life and say, well, that's just for you. You know, I'm glad for you. You know, we're happy that you're, you're happy with it, but that's not for me. I've heard that too. And then I've known people that over after so many years will actually come back to the Lord and say, you know, you were right 10 years ago. It took me 10 years to, to realize that I needed him. No matter how much time it takes, God is patient. But as we've been saying tonight, we're a couple minutes from midnight here. A minute and a half. <laughs> we're, we're, we're really, really close. Yeah, a minute and a half. Minute and a half. Right? <laughs> I mean, less than two minutes. As, as, as John, as, as uh, my brother JB, John Boucher would say, closer than a whisker. The two, the two minute warning is already passed. I mean, that yeah. was, that was 30 seconds ago. We're, yeah. we're already in there. And you know, it's interesting that the, that the doomsday clock is kind of mimicking where we think that we are. Like a lot of people would say that the um, rapture 12 sign in 2017 was the two minute warning. And so it kind of makes sense that now we're 90 seconds. Uh, mm-hmm. We're getting close, aren't we? I mean, I, there's, I think a lot of us all believe that there's just not a lot of time left to 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 make this decision before the rapture. And not, and not only that, I mean, no one's guaranteed tomorrow. So you die in you die you die in your unbelief today. There's no hope for you. So Amen. I mean, every day is the day of of salvation for somebody. And there are a lot of people that are coming to the saving knowledge of, of Lord Jesus Christ. And a lot of it's being done through, um, you know, missionary and Bible work um, throughout other nations. Uh, I mean, there are people in the United States that are still, you know, starting to, you know, come to belief. But there's, there's definitely, um, you know, a big movement that's happening outside the United States and other countries. Um, people are, 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 you know, really searching um, for truth and they're finding it because there are people out there that are giving out um, Bibles and giving out um, necessary things to people. So look at, at, you know, all in all, it's, it's a very interesting time to be alive. And I think that we're all thankful that God's chosen us um, to be joint heirs <laughs> with that's Christ. That, that, that's an amazing thing. Quite a, right? quite a privilege. Yeah. This really is. It's, it's an honor, if you will, yeah. to, be able to, to be able to do this. You know, yeah. it's a gift. It's a yeah. gift from God. It is. Yeah. It is. It's a gift from yeah. God. If you go, if you go through Romans through Philemon, it dimensions it as a gift like seventy six times or something like that. It's a <laughs> continuously. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. And yeah. you know that's why I said about earlier. You know, you know when we, we when we are saved, God knows we're in three parts. So he saves our spirit and seals it. And then we have the, the earnest that's given to us as a form of, you know, it's an earnest payment for the purchase possession of the body at the rapture resurrection. Okay. So you think about it this way. You are saved spiritually through faith in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It's a gift. Okay. So why would people think that you would have to earn the salvation of your body? Okay, if your spirit was saved, it was given to you as a gift, 
then why would you have to earn the salvation of your body? You right. know, these people are going through all these works and try to do all the stuff to be worthy of taking in the rapture. Okay. Where your the redemption, I just told you in Ephesians uh, 1, 13, 14, it just showed you that the, the purchased possession of your body, that's part of the gift. It's a process. You got the first part of the gift of the spirit. The second part of the gift is going to be your body. And as long as you have a sign of life inside of you, you're going to be taken at the rapture resurrection. Okay. Now, somebody was making a comment in here about your works. How, uh, you know, I always talk about how you'll be uh, rewarded for your works at the beam of seat judgment. And try to maybe Greg can look it up right now in the question section there. But, you know, here's the thing. We are redeemed by the works of Jesus Christ, but we are rewarded according to the works that we do here on the earth. The one, okay. the works that survive. Yeah. So there are five crowns that we receive up in heaven. Okay. And a plus, a plethora of other things that I don't know exactly how it's executed, but the Bible says that we are judged according to our works at the BMC judgment of what type of work it is. So we are redeemed by his works, and we are rewarded by our works. Okay, I'll make sure people understand that. Amen? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. There, there's, there's, there's a difference, and there's, there, it's just a, yeah, this is the question. There's, there's a difference. There's salvation, a free gift, not by works. There are rewards which are provided to you due to the works that survived the fire. I mean, when they are tested, that has nothing to do with salvation. You have to be saved and earn rewards. <laughs> you're not going to. If you don't, if you're not saved, you get no rewards. Period. No matter what works you've done. So, you got to be saved first, and to be saved first has nothing to do with what you've done with your works. <laughs> it has everything to do with believing on the finished work of Christ. Then after that, that's when you do good works and you get rewarded for those things. I mean, it's it's not difficult to understand, really. I mean, when you put it in that context. But people try to convolute it all over the place. They try to make it sound like you have to do certain works in order to be saved. Right. Or that it doesn't really matter what works you do because everyone's going to the same place anyway or being treated exactly the same anyway. None of that's true. There, there's there's faith, there's salvation, and it's by grace, through faith, rewards are of works that survive the fire. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not, I can't explain it any more simple than that. Right. Ephesians 2.10 2, says, for we are his workmanship, okay, we who are a new creation, his workmanship, being born again spiritually and then receiving a glorified body. So we are his workmanship, not our workmanship. Okay, yeah, exactly. His workmanship. And it says, created in Christ Jesus. All right, we're created in the body of Christ, in Christ Jesus, through Jesus, the Holy Spirit, unto good works. So we are born again and saved, created unto, unto Christ Jesus, unto good works, to do good works. God saves you, and now he expects you to do good works. All right. Makes sense? Sure. You know, some of the lawyers in the chat right now are saying, so Moses dies twice? A lot of people died twice. 
There was a lot of people raised from the dead. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 there's all, but there's only one spiritual death um, and one spiritual life. Uh, you know, so let, let's let, let's be clear here. Um, there's you don't have to you don't have to go into this whole thing about. And there's a lot. They're just going into the whole thing, maybe about how Moses can't be this or Moses can't be that or whatever. I mean, look, we've already been through this. Um, a whole bunch of people died twice, <laughs> uh, but um, a whole bunch. But but there is only one final destination to life or to death, and that's what we really need to be focused on. Is I think Robert, you said it earlier. Is like just snatching them out of hellfire. Really, is yeah. You're, I mean, you're just you're just pulling them from the flames. They're just—they don't feel the flames yet, but you're pulling it from them because that's their—that's where they're going to end up if, if someone doesn't pull them out of their path to that destruction. Yeah. And I think that's all of our jobs. And that's—you know—believe me, you will get rewarded for trying to bring people out of that. You know, and some you do it with love, and some you do it with fear. <laughs> So it all depends on the person who you're talking to and how they're going to respond to you um, and how they respond to the message. Some people don't like to, to think of hell and, and eternal punishment, and that will be enough to track, to track them from continuing down that path. Other people will say, oh, whatever, yeah, sure, that's that. But then when you show them love and mercy, and, and then they're like, wait a minute, I don't experience that elsewhere. That's amazing. Where did that come from? Well, that only comes from the Father, because it certainly doesn't come out of a human, right? Nope. One of the things that uh, one of the things our, our, our brother Michael Pell's always always says is uh, is to uh, be a good Berean. Yeah. Uh, search search the scriptures. You know, don't don't take our don't take any of our words for this stuff. You need to be the one that searches the scriptures, and as you do that. It's like Kevin was saying, the word is the thing that's really, it's the critic. It's the, the word of God is powerful, quick, powerful, and sharper than a two-edged sword. It's the one, that, it's the critic. It's the one that's, that does the cutting. Divides right? between soul and spirit. Right. So when we speak the word to somebody, it, it goes out. And, you know, it, it, this a friend in the Minnesota that talked about that said, you, you don't have to be concerned about what it accomplishes, but you just know in your heart that it is going to accomplish something. Mm. It's going to accomplish what God sets it out to accomplish. We may not see in, in our lifetimes the people who we've really affected true. by our stance. We, we will see it someday. We don't know, you know, how, how many, if somebody comes up to you, well, how many people have you won to the Lord Jesus Christ? Mm. Well, if you, really want, if you really want to know the truth of the matter, I've, I've never won anybody. <laughs> now, I've spoken the word of God to many people, and there have been people who come to a knowledge of the truth. God is the one that energized them believing. Amen. I was just Amen. the one that spoke it, so Good. I had the privilege to do that. You know, like there's been 20 million people who come to the Lord through my ministry. No, <laughs> he's come through the ministry of Jesus Christ. Let's mm-hmm. let's, let's give credit where credit's due. You know, you know I think it, it's yeah, exactly. 
Right. Amen. Hey, Same Greg, uh, we... you want to do some questions here now? Yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go for them. Come on. You got them? You want to pull one up? Yeah, I'll start at the top here. Do you think Russia might have figured out a way of winning a nuclear war? Nobody wins with a nuclear war, honestly. That's right. That's I what think I we'll saw both in that blow movie. the crap out of each other. Nobody wins in a global thermonuclear war. <laughs> right? I pretty much the answer to that. <laughs> it's all war games. Nobody wins. It's a tie game. It's, it's um, mutual destruction. Nobody wins. Have they figured out how to win a nuclear war? I, I don't. I don't think anyone wins one. Mm-hmm. Why'd you go ahead and read this question here, Kevin? Why are you talking? Have you or anybody on this panel heard anything about three days of darkness just before the rapture? I've never heard of this until recently. So much deception. Uh, I, I asked this woman if they if if they could provide a a, a Bible verse. And the only thing that I can come up with is first opinions, seven, verse 12. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I, I can't find it in any of the 66 books. So I think we got to go outside of the canon to try to find three days of darkness before the rap. I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I the see that the light is removed at the rapture. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I see darkness enveloping after the rapture is what I see. But I don't see three days of darkness do the rapture. Which verse is no. that? What book is that? You know, I've actually I read that book when I was a kid. The first but it was a Catholic based doctrine. <laughs> it's a Catholic based doctrine. Okay. Well, but, well uh, so you know, uh, we see something like we see something like that take place uh, before the exodus of the Israelites when they when they left uh, Egypt. So was indulgences, Bob. What's that? So was indulgences. Yeah. That was a Catholic-based doctrine. Yeah. So was the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. I mean, how did those work out? <laughs> well, they didn't. Oh, okay. Well, but I've read I the mean, book, though. Listen, I, I think, <laughs> That's how I know about it. <laughs> my, I, mom war- my mom warned me so, so crazily about it, and I was like, okay. But then when I went to the Bible, I never saw it. The only time I saw it, a picture of it was at the exodus of the Israelites where it was dark for a period of time, you know, but that, you know, I don't remember seeing the three days of darkness in any rapture dreams. I don't remember seeing anything like that. And I've I been chronicling these things for 10 years. What's the point of having three days of darkness? I, I, I don't even understand what the point would be. I don't get it. I think it's fear mongering. It sounds like fear mongering to me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like trying to put people in a state of fear. Yeah, right. Uh, Because darkness is not usually good. Let's be honest. I mean, darkness is the opposite of light. You can't see anything. Uh, You can't do really do much. Sounds like they're paralyzing, trying to paralyze people. I don't know. Uh, You know, put them into a paralysis type state where they're afraid. And I don't get it. Just look at whoever says that stuff. Just (laughs) flee. Flee. Ignore them. (laughs) Be gone. Go. I got a question here from uh, Julie, and actually Julie and Sherry says, Bob, what's your new timeline? And, Bob, when is your next timeline video? <laughs> yeah, Bob, when's your next date? When's your next video with your dates? That's what everyone's asking in your comment section, too. I like when's to look the next for rapture a, resurrection report, Bob? I like to look for a significant date and then see how things build up to that date and how they go past that date, you know? 
And I don't say the rapture resurrection is going to happen on that date. But, you know, but I like to, you know, if there's some significant date coming up, you know, as a watchman, I can't, I always have to, you know, examine it and see if there's anything going on that's dealing with that date. And I think the main things that we're looking at right now is this upcoming, you know, Passover, you know, stuff like that. So so we'll see how that's going to play out. But I do have something coming out to answer that question. Yes, I do. Nice. But I'm not going to reveal it here because I don't have the information right now to really explain my point. Oh, Aaron so, said, Bob said one month. I'm holding him to it. So there you one go. One month. One and two. Well, Kevin, know, Kevin, knows, Kevin knows when the rapture is. I do know when the day yeah. of the rapture is. Yeah. Kevin knows exactly when. No, the rapture is on the day of the rapture. And no, and sir, there it is. <laughs> sorry, I mean, that is a, that. That is a total Kevin oh. quote. I mean, oh, you can sorry. Need, Listen, I'm not going to get in trouble with that quote, am I? Nope. <laughs> all right. That's about as good as I can predict it right there. I think that's all. I think, listen, we're all in the same boat, okay? None of us know the day of the rapture, okay? No one no. has this personal interpretation that has been provided from on high, and now one of us has a calculation in order to determine think, the day of the rapture. I think rapture. it's become pretty obvious at this point. We, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, like no one's from history, and no matter how much they tried, no one's come come figured it out yet. Okay, we we simply are going to see this day approaching. We know it is approaching. We know we're getting closer. We know it's not a thousand years away. We know it's probably well within our lifetime, and probably very very soon. So we can I, see I, these things happening. So I mean, but mm-hmm. do we need to know the day of the rapture? Must we know the day of the rapture? I mean, can we live by faith that God is going to keep his promise and he's going to remove us at his perfect time and no sooner and no later? That's where I think we should be standing on right now. I think that we need to continue to trust in our Lord and Savior to descend and call us up when the timing is perfect. Amen. And believe me, he knows better than we do. There you go. I mean, honestly, Kevin, if God would say, you know what, Kevin, just for you, I'll give you the rapture date and time and minute and second. <laughs> if he would told you, me, I mean, hey, you want to know? before I tell you, I'm just going to let you know, you're going to be the only one in 8 billion people that know. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? Keep it. Yeah. I don't want to know that. That's too much. I don't want to know. I, I know. wouldn't want to know. Would that, know. That's an incredible event. Who would believe me anyway, Bob, if I said, okay, look, the rapture is going to be on the 26th of September in 2026, and I know for a fact, as God told me, you guys be like, oh, well, thanks for coming on to Uptime, Kevin. Uh, We appreciate you for the last (laughs) Take a That's all right. Mr. Camping, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you try to boast about in heaven, say, "Uh uh-uh, no boasting. So <laughs> there's no way. Yet, there's no way. Yet there, yet there are. He people wants us to who, lean on him, doesn't he? There are people right. who who yeah. believe they know what the day is. Ah, they're not sitting. They and the, and the time comes and they go, and then they make another prediction, and they do that have, for years and years and years. His name is Steve Fletcher. To make a phone he call, he thinks that. Listen, he thinks we've been in the in the in the seventieth week for for fourteen years now. Fourteen years. I mean, that's the longest seventieth week in history. Right. The rapture puzzle nutcase is the same thing. Okay. These people are delusional. Don't just flee from them. Don't don't pay attention to them. They're they 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 
They, they think that they've been called by the Lord with some special information. And then it comes and goes. And then they say, well, this is more special now. And, and all I've learned this new thing. And now I've got this new revelation. Anytime someone says they've got a new revelation, that's not, it's probably a bad sign. I mean, right. probably one of the worst new revelations was, um, was Muhammad. <laughs> you know, in 600 and something AD, you got an angel visiting and he had a new gospel. No, that's, that's not good. We're not, we're, we're to, we're not supposed, we were supposed to t- say all those new gospels out of here. Right. So we all can agree. None of us would, wouldn't want to know. I know I wouldn't want to know. That's an incredible day. I wouldn't want to be ruined. That would be so amazing when it does happen. Oh, and then we're all going to say to ourselves, awesome. oh my God. How, mm-hmm. how, how we're taken back by it when it happened. And then you know what yeah. they want to say before we get to this next question right here? Everybody is going to be that knows the Bible is going to be thinking this one verse right after the right after the resurrection takes place. Can yeah. any of you think of what verse everybody's going to be saying right after the resurrection takes place? All of us who are, li- are down here remaining on the earth. What verse are we all going to be saying to each other right after the resurrection? First Thessalonians four seventeen, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. So we're all going to be saying, the word for we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. So we're all going to be saying that verse. You know what verse in the world you're going to be saying other than that verse? <laughs> we know what's next, and and what are the people who? Who see that happen are going to say they're they, they are going to, they are going to pity themselves and they're hopefully like Greg said and I do believe this too that many will come to salvation after that because they will recognize that the ones who were taken were mm-hmm. all believers in Christ that there was yeah. not one person who was taken that did not believe in Christ and that it wasn't a coincidence. How could right. you not? Amen. No matter what the narrative, and there could be many, many different narratives about what happened, and try and they could try to explain it away in many different. But the problem is, is that they can't erase that part of it. You see, they can't erase anybody with any kind of history. That sure they can try to scrub it all, but people will know, and the word will get out. They're going to have to try to shut down communication because I'm telling you, it's going to be obvious. Right. That the people well, who were taken were believers in Christ. Well, that's why they're working on the censorship now, so that way they have it all ready to go when that time comes. They have to be able to police all that information because there's a great delusion that's coming. And so they have to be able to, be to have a, a lockdown of this information. That's why we're seeing the censorship now. Exactly. And then Even there is the going to be a big revival because it will yeah. be it will be obvious. Right. But there will be billions who come to the to the faith after that. A multitude that can't even be counted that come out of the Great Tribulation. So this question from Martin says, have you read about the possibility that Putin may be dead? Um, you know what? I I don't know. Um, he could be. He could not. I heard he was sick, but well, guess we'll never know yeah. until after we're gone. <laughs> I've also heard that Simon Cowell has a body, body double, but who knows? I mean, I also heard Joe Biden has, is a clone. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, who knows what it is these days, but um, the, oh, simple fact, <laughs> the simple fact is like Putin, I mean, nothing's changed. Another one up there. Oh. Russia hasn't changed uh, their, their thing. All of a sudden, uh, if Putin's, uh, you know, dead, nothing didn't, didn't really matter. 
So it says here, the left behind people either have to be killed by the Antichrist or go through the whole tribulation, right? Who wants to do this one? Well, there's there's a third group, which is a remnant. Um, you know, so the, there's the people who are left behind are either that they, they get killed, overcome. The saints get overcome by the Antichrist. That's true. That's mm-hmm. what the Bible mm-hmm. says, that, that God has given the Antichrist power to overcome the saints. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the people who have taken the mark and they they continue onward. Actually, many of them want to die, but they're unable to. So that's not that doesn't sound like a good fate for them. And then there's all this other group that hasn't taken the mark and that also escaped the Antichrist because they were protected by God in the wilderness. So there's this remnant that, um, you know, is so there's really three groups of people. I guess you can count four if you count like the main remnant of Israel. And then you can count maybe scattered other people that are that that actually made it through. There's a lot of people believe that there are going to be just a few people here and there or whatever that can actually make it through. Um, maybe they go underground. Who knows what they do? But there's definitely a big remnant, though, that gets protected by God in the wilderness. And that's it. That's that's the remnant of Israel. So, yeah, I mean, but let's put it this way. If you're planning on holding out <laughs> and going through the 70th week and trying to make it to the end, uh, I don't think your odds are very good. And not and basically not take the mark. Your odds are pretty good if you're going to just take the mark and worship Satan, and and worship the beast, and then you know die an eternal death. Your odds are pretty good. You're gonna you're gonna stay until the end, and and, and then at that point you're you go to judgment. Basically, you, you I mean Jesus comes back and takes care of takes care of you, and not in a good way. So yeah, I would not rely on that of making it through and not taking the mark and being one of the mm-hmm. remnant. That's a very small people, small, small yeah. people. So this question here from Kitty Cat Beatrice that the parable of the ten virgins. Why, why would they go to uh, the sellers of oil? You can't buy the Holy Spirit. Why use that comparison? You know, the first I want to mention is the fact that we have this uh, doomsday clock at twelve o'clock, almost. Mm. The fact that they, it's you know, why didn't they set it for seven o'clock? Or three o'clock. No, they chose twelve o'clock. And here, you know, in this parable, Jesus says there's a cry at midnight, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Mm. Okay. You know, isn't that awesome? You know, they don't I bet you those scientists don't even realize that this verse, this parable is in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Okay? They don't even realize that, you know. But you know, Bob, that's wait a minute. You just might have gotten on something right there where you've had all, a lot of people with dreams and visions about a nuclear war happening like right at the time of the rapture, right? Mm-hmm. That would be when the doomsday clock hits midnight. Could be. You know, and they say when, uh, and it says in that article, if you read it, that when it hits 12, you'll never see it hit 12. Right. Because all when it hits 12, it's, Bye bye everything. Yeah, you can't have a. Oh, let's have a conference. Yeah, let's, let's have a. Are we at twelve o'clock yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty, pretty obvious at that point, right? I mean, yeah. So we need you'll never see it twelve. Yeah, I know these nukes are hitting out, but do we need? Do we need a debate, or are we good with twelve? Right yeah, now? we're going to talk about we're, it tomorrow. We're, yeah, right. let's talk about it for a little while. All right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> well, well, getting to the yeah to the crux of the matter. So you can't buy the Holy Spirit. 
So what what is what is she talking about there? What are we talking about there, Kevin? Ah, yeah. Well, um, right. So it talks about, hey, can you give us some of your oil? And then they, they say no, lest we not have enough for ourselves. Go go to the merchants and uh, uh, where, where, where they're where they're basically selling it, and you can buy it. I mean, I, I say that that is like a metaphor for go out, find the truth. You know, find the word where someone is actually, you know, providing it, planting a seed or whatever, and go and accept it. Uh, because I mean, right now, you know, it's too late for the people who are who are left, who are gone, who are leaving. I mean, it's it's they're 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 going to be raptured out of here. You're, we're not going to be on uptime anymore on Tuesdays. Okay, we're not going to be able to plant any more seeds. Except for you know what, whatever we had in our uh, you know uh, channels or whatever, if they let them still on there, but there will be people who understand the truth after the rapture when the after the door is closed, who are going to tell other people. I mean, let's be honest, there are going to be like uh, ultimately 144,000 witnesses who are going to be out there. There's going to be two witnesses uh, in front of uh, you know rebuilt temple. I mean, so there's going to be an angel in the sky. I mean, there's it's going to be there's going to be ways to 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 get the word afterwards. Let's be honest. So, you know, that's that's the way I look at it. I mean, the but the key is is like don't wait until that happens. This parable is a warning to those who basically say these people were foolish. That they, they they waited too long. They didn't go in through the door when it was open for them. And the door right now is just about ready to open. And then when it opens, it's going to be a very short, specific period of time. And then it's shut again. So you've got to be ready to go through that door. If you're not ready, it's going to be too late and it's going to shut on you. That's, that's why that's the whole reason for this parable is to make sure that people understand that five are wise and are prepared and five are foolish, that, and they aren't. It's time to get prepared. Yeah, even in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 18, uh, Peter condemns Simon, saying, hey, your money perish with you and thee, okay? <laughs> you know, you're trying to purchase the Holy Spirit, okay? You can't purchase the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift, okay? Yeah. And in this parable, Jesus said, go, go, go to those who buy and sell, look for that oil, Okay. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you know you're going to go out and look for the Holy Spirit and purchase some of that you know Holy Spirit power. That's not what Jesus was talking about. In that day, for them to understand the parable of the oil, what would they have to do? They have to go out and look for those who bought and sold the oil. But they understood mainly what the parable was talking about. The oil is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit anointing. Okay, not that you go out and buy it, but in the parable. In order to buy oil for your lamp, you'd have to go out and purchase it. You've got to be, yeah, you've got to be ready spiritually. Taking out of context. You've got to be ready spiritually. Right. You don't have to be ready and like, in in other words, watching and have your eyes glued open and looking up to the sky 24 hours a day. It's all about your spirit. Okay. It's all about your heart. It's all about where your spirit is. And and in what state and condition that's in at that time, okay? Good. It has nothing to do with physical or anything like that. 
And it's everything to do with your heart, which is basically your spirit. Right. It's symbolic. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. All right. Next question. Bob, you want to bring um, it up? Um, There's so many questions here. I just. Uh, yeah. Pick one because we only yeah, have about five minutes. So. Let's see. Pick a real easy one, Bob. Well, <laughs> a I'm good one, but one easy. Really, easy one, but good. It really one. pertains <laughs> with everything we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Why yeah, is Bob uh, Hagen still on here at 930? Yeah. That's a good, that is a good question. Let's ask Bob because Bob, Bob got. I know the reason. I know the answer to that. You do? <laughs> yeah, I got some rest today. You got a power nap. Oh yeah, power nap. nap. Oh, that's not <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, right. That's good. I, I like it. Well, it's good to have you here, Mr. This one here. Always good to be with you guys. Will people get yeah. their salvation through the blood of Jesus during the millennial kingdom? Or will salvation be done differently, such as eating from the tree of life? So who wants to, who wants to go first on this one? Because <laughs> hey, let's have Hagen. Salvation comes to Hagen, faith. Yeah. yeah, let's have Hagen go. He's here. Boy, you know, we're uh, saved by faith through grace. We're saved by grace through faith. Okay, and then yeah, there is faith plus works. I don't care what anybody says during the tribulation. There's works that you need to do to be saved, or else your name is blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. Wait, wait, wait. The tree of life. There's no tree of life during the millennium. The tree of life oh, happens after that, in eternity. Yeah. There's no tree of life in the millennium. Okay. okay. So that, that first of all, the tree of life doesn't even exist. Right. Yeah. So basically, we're looking at a uh, faith plus works or some type of uh, the everlasting gospel. Okay, Revelation chapter 14. Okay, the kingdom gospel, also faith plus works. Okay, I know some people want to argue that it's all faith-based, but not necessarily. You know, uh, people that say that, you know, you were saved by your faith alone before Jesus came. I was like, all right, let's pretend that you were a family in Israel before Jesus came along. And Passover came, and you and your family had to bring your lamb to, for that shed, the shed blood sacrifice on behalf of your family to the temple. All right? Mm-hmm. What are you going to tell the high priest? You know what? We're good. We have faith. We're good. We don't need this lamb. Peace. You know, you're not going to do that. No, you need that shed blood. You need that shed lamb on yeah. behalf of your family. So guess what? You're saved by faith plus works. Are you saved by your works during the uh, age of the law? It's going to be pretty obvious because, look, Christ's going to be on the throne during the millennium. Um, if you don't follow his his ways, he, you're you're going to be a, re- a rebel. I mean, you're in. It, it talks about people who die early during the millennium and people mourn for them. I mean, so yeah, uh, it's a matter. Because, it's a matter of conditional, conditional, salvific message. There's, the, the, I mean, there are mortals. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. During the millennium, they are they are there are there's not just immortals. There are mortals still. They are not eating from the tree of life in heaven. Okay, they are on earth. The tree of life is not on earth. All right. So for those in chat who are like not sure the the tree of life exists, there is a tree of life. Not on earth. Not on earth. Okay. There are people in the millennial kingdom. Um, who are going to be on earth, who are going to be mortal, who after a thousand years are going to be deceived by Satan. And they are going to come against Jerusalem and Christ himself. 
All the nations are going to come against Jerusalem. Okay? And so, and God is going to wipe them all out with a consuming fire. And then after that is the great white throne judgment. And after that is a new heaven and a new earth. All right? So let's get let's get the timing straight here. All right? Mm-hmm. So here, during, dur- during the millennial kingdom, what's salvation going to be like? Christ is going to be on the throne. It's going to be very, very simple to believe in something that you see. I think it's going to be the easiest time for someone to continue to be saved. And I think that's the reason why it's going to be so great during the millennial kingdom is because there will be very few detractors. But of course, after Satan is loosed after the 1,000 years, that's when things change. Oh, yeah. Because he goes out and he can deceive the nations. Even with Christ there, he can still go and deceive the nations, which, and there's a reason for all that. The reason is that just ha- just having Christ there manifested, manifested in person with Satan there doesn't mean that that people can can overcome sin by their own. They can't. They still need to rely on Christ. And if they turn from him, they can still turn to sin during that period of time. And they will. They will be deceived again. And that's why there needs to be a reset. And that is the great reset when God makes everything new and then holy is completely apart from unholy. That's why there needs to be that ultimate final great reset because the millennium is not enough. There will still be people after all that period of time living a pretty good life here on earth that will be part of that group that comes against Christ himself. Isn't that amazing to think? I mean, that, that man, just goes to show. What that millennial reign will be like. Human, man, mortal wait. man is fallen. 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 Yeah. We ha- you can- that's why it cannot inherit the kingdom. It has to change. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's why we have to change before we go. Yeah. yeah. And then the everlasting gospel is also the is a proclamation proclamation of that everlasting covenant between Israel and his people. I mean, it's, it's also a proclamation. It really is. It's the good news of the everlasting covenant, but yeah, I mean, at at the, uh, I think we're, this is a good spot to stop guys. And uh, thank you for the questions, everyone. Thank you for your participation. (laughs) Not tonight. Uh, So 24 hours a day. Yeah, twenty four hours a day. Run we are going to do a twenty four hour stream, but old, but in heaven. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. Because we won't be tired, right, Bob? There's no yeah. sleep. We won't be weary. I'm not. I'm not really good at sleeping anyway. So I'll be happy <laughs> about that. Oh, Bob! Bob wants to do a twenty four hour one coming up. All right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot of good stuff covered tonight, guys. Thank yeah, you so yeah. much, everyone. Thank you for participating, audience. Uh, we love you guys. Um, please keep in the faith. Keep strong. We'll be praying for you. You're on the prayer list. And uh, God bless you all. We, we really enjoy um, discussing and and having uh, this this interactive forum here on Uptime. All right. God bless you all. Good being with you, brothers. Bless you. God bless Take you. Take care. God bless. Welcome.